Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of Truth Tidbits, where we are reading through the scriptures this year and seeing whatever might um, jump out at us that the Holy Spirit might want to speak to us. And I hope that these are being a blessing to you in helping you understand more about the Word of God and hear from the Lord each and every day. That is my desire to build up the body of Christ and to reach those who don't know him and invite them to come to know him. So I pray that these are being a blessing to you, and I'm so delighted that you are tuning in. Thank you. God bless you. I want to talk in episode 117 today, and I've titled this The Anointing of Truth, and we're going to continue in the book of First John. And I want to read again, beginning in verse 18, but we're going to actually carry it through to verse 27, and we'll talk about that today because it's kind of all one section, and there's a lot of um, of explanation and other things, but it's kind of all a, a theme in this whole section. So I want to discuss that today. Verse 18, First John chapter 2. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. We talked in a good bit of detail about those two verses yesterday, understanding the Antichrist versus the Spirit or the, the many Christs that are out there. We've talked about don't be fooled, uh, about the deception that they're trying to do, and we're going to see that point come up again here in this next section. So continuing on in the reading, John writes in verse 20, but you have an anointing. Some versions call it an unction. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Therefore let that abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. I want to stop there and go back and let's look at the main theme that this section is talking about. And it really does 
involve this anointing of truth, this anointing or unction from the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about it. We, we looked at the deceivers yesterday, the Antichrist. We talked a little bit about the coming one that is called the Antichrist, as well as some other names in Scripture. But we also looked at the false Christ that Jesus said there are many, and there were at that time and always have been. And so John's heart's desire is that none of us would be deceived because they are out there. He's just making everyone aware. He's warning everyone. But he says in verse 20, notice the distinction. In verse 18 and 19, he's talking about the many false Christ, false messiahs that are running around and they will deceive many. Even Jesus prophetically spoke about that. But John here says in verse 20, but you... The audience he's writing to in his epistle is the church. He even note, uh, calls them and notes of them that they are by him considered to be little children, spiritual children, spiritual sons and daughters that he feels responsible for, that he has had the honor and privilege of training up in the things of God, teaching them the truth of the Lord introducing them to the Jesus that he knew personally and knows personally to be the son of the living God and the true Messiah. So he talks about this anointing and he says that's what makes the difference. This anointing, this unction, it talks about a smearing or a rubbing. It comes from the Old Testament idea of anointing a prophet or a priest or a king and smearing them with the with the oil that would anoint them. So it's this is kind of what this is talking about and the where the metaphor so to speak comes from. It's referring to a special endowment of the Holy Spirit. And that special endowment of the Holy Spirit is what makes the difference. Why? Because of what one of the Holy Spirit's jobs is. And I want to read that to you right now from John chapter 16. And I'm going to read a, a swath of these verses and point out the main verse that I'm talking about here. It says in John chapter 16, because here Jesus is prophetically speaking about the coming Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father that has been promised after Jesus returns to the Father. Jesus says in John chapter 16, beginning in verse 1, These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. And these things they will do to you, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, meaning the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. 
And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So Jesus is prophetically speaking here about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And he tells us many things about the Holy Spirit here. And I won't get into those at this current time. I hope to do a message, a series of a few short messages coming up soon as we get closer and closer to Pentecost, which was the coming of the Holy Spirit in the early church in Acts chapter 2. But I did want to point out from this passage specifically, he says in verse 13, however, when he, meaning the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you or lead you into all truth because he will glorify Jesus and he will speak of Jesus' words. So one of the Holy Spirit's jobs in the life of the believer is to lead the believer into all truth. That does not mean that the person is going to know everything about everything. No. Paul clarifies that in another passage and says, we see through a glass darkly. We won't see everything clearly until he comes and makes it all evident. And that's why you have some differences in some of the beliefs in the body. Now, we must believe all on the same basic foundational doctrines of the Christian faith about the divinity of Jesus Christ, his virgin birth, his um, atoning death, burial and resurrection, and what that accomplished for the life of the believer. I mean, we need to understand some of the basic tenets of Christianity, and all true Christianity will agree to the basic tenets and foundational truths. However, there are other areas where there are differences of opinion about some of the different gifts of the Spirit and how they operate, for instance. The end times prophecies and how to interpret those. There are several other types of things that Christians can disagree on, and none of us can judge another because we don't see everything clearly until that day when we are with him. So we all see through a glass darkly, and that's why there's grace and there's a need for each and every one of us to be like the Bereans and study the Word of God to understand the truth in any area and in any arena. But God is telling us here, Jesus is speaking clearly that one of the Holy Spirit's jobs that he will accomplish is to lead or guide us into all truth. Now, this goes back to, in, particularly in the context of 1 John chapter 2 here, about knowing the real and being able to spot the counterfeit. That's what he's saying here, in essence. He's saying the Holy Spirit's anointing on you is allowing you to spot the counterfeit when it comes through the, the stack of bills, 
Why? Because you know the real. Because I've taught you the real. Because the Holy Spirit has illuminated the truth in the Word of God to you as you have spent time reading and studying His Word. And the more you read the Bible, the more the Holy Spirit can deposit it in you and help you understand the truth so that you will not fall for the lies and for the liars. So it goes back to this example of knowing the real thing. We've talked about that before, about with money, for instance. They're training people on money, and they will give them stacks and stacks and just surround them with real bills. Why? Because they want them to know the real. They want them to know the feel of it, the smell of it, the look of it, everything about it. So when their hands touch it and when their, um, when their eyes see it, they know whether it's real or not, and they're able to then immediately spot the counterfeit. And it's the same type of thing as we know the real from the scriptures, as we know the truth from the word of God, then we will be able to spot the counterfeit antichrists. We will be able to spot the counterfeit system or philosophy that rears its ugly head and shows up and you will know it. You will know that it's counterfeit. You will notice it. You will know why. Because of the anointing of truth. Because of the Holy Spirit's work to lead you into all truth. You'll recognize it because you are knowing and understanding the word. It goes on and he says, you know all things. That doesn't mean that they now see everything clearly. The Bible tells us we won't. What it's saying there, in essence, really, is that you all know. All of you know because we've taught you well, because you are skilled and well-versed in the Word of God. That's really what it's saying is you know better. You know better because you know the truth. And all of you should know that. All of you should be well-versed in the truth. Now, where might John get that from? Well, John, I love John's gospel and all of his writings. You can see a major theme in all of his writings, at least for certain in his gospel and in the book of First John for sure. But in another place in John's gospel, he says this in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You'll be able to know the truth, and by knowing the truth, you will not stumble into error. The truth will keep you free. In this context, in First John, the truth will keep you free from deception, keep you free from falling into the error of these antichrists and the, the whole system and philosophy of lies that they are promoting. It will keep you free from that deception. John clarifies in this section the real versus the counterfeit and the true versus the false. And he says that the truth is when we declare and believe that Jesus, the Son of the living God, is the Christ and the Messiah. Anyone who rejects this fact, Jesus says, is a liar. There is no truth in them. 
He makes very clear here, John does, that you cannot have the Father without the Son too. They are one. John 17 is a place that, for, for instance, is a place that makes that very clear. He and the Father are one. And so you believe in Jesus and accept that God, in fact, does have a son. His name is Jesus. His name is Yeshua, the Messiah. And believing and knowing the Father and the Son grants to us the beautiful promise from the ultimate promise keeper of eternal life. And that is what we have to look forward to. John clarifies his purpose here. He says, I'm trying to warn you. I've written these because of the people that are out there trying to deceive you, and I don't want you to be deceived. So that's what he tells us in verse 27 of 1 John chapter 2. And then he clarifies and he speaks again about this anointing. He tells us a few things in verse 20 through 27 about this anointing, specifically in verse 27 of this chapter. He says, it's a gift that we've received from God. It abides in us. In, it is indwelling us. It fills up our lack of understanding when needed. Why and how? Because it teaches us the truth. It leads us into all truth. It helps us understand and apply the truth, showing us a way to it. And his is completely true. There is no lie in it at all. So the Holy Spirit will draw us to Jesus and to the truth of Scripture. And that anointing of truth from the Holy Spirit is what makes the difference. The gift of the Holy Spirit is a true treasure to every believer. Praise God for that precious gift. I pray that this has been a blessing to you today. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus' name.